64 Tacos Podcasts presents. Is this song good? This is episode 50. Nine Inch Nails, The Big Come Down. Hello, welcome back to the Is This Song Good podcast, a 64 Tacos podcast. Uh, this week we're doing another season four deep cut. Uh, this is going to be Nine Inch Nails, The Big Come Down. It's a song from uh, the Fragile album, a double album that came out in 1999. And um, the singles from that album were The Day the World Went Away, We're in This Together, and Into the Void. So for for it being a double album, it kind of only had you know three three singles, which is a little bit strange. Um, but there are a lot of good songs on this album. I spent a lot of time with it uh, in my my teen years, my later teen years, and um, uh, the song "The Big Come Down" was one that really kind of struck me. It's on the second disc, um, towards the end of the disc, and it's uh, it's very deep. Um, as far as you know where it is located but uh as far as the song is concerned um it's it's just it's really interesting to me like uh, the, the things that it does and and how it it feels almost like a single um in the the very catchy you know verse chorus verse type of thing and the sort of big climax towards the ending um but i've always really liked the instrumentation like the sort of uh, um certain parts are minimalistic and other parts are really sort of in your face um so what do you guys think about this song so for me nine inch nails started and ended with the uh the downward spiral um they're they're it's not my favorite type of music i mean in in the grand scheme of the of 90s music i think they they are are pretty they're they're good and i absolutely love the downward spiral but you could have told me um any 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 album other than that one i wouldn't have known anything about so um this is completely new to me. I don't even know if I've ever heard the the singles from it. Maybe I have, but um, and it's it's a good song. It's a good Nine Inch Nails song. I don't I don't particularly care for it that much, but like like you said, it's it's got the it's got a good single feel to it, where it's got the verse, chorus, verse progression, and um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't have much thought on it to be honest with you. <laughs> What about you, Dan? Yeah, I um I didn't really listen. I I I like Pretty Hate Machine. I really like Downward Spiral. I really liked With Teeth. I did not. I, I don't know if I I just felt like it was too much fra- the fragile. But like I remember it was a huge double album that came out after they had you know I don't know if they'd I don't think they had taken a hiatus, but it had been a few years since Downward Spiral, like maybe five years or something. Um. So I was kind of like, yay, I like Nine Inch Nails. This was great. And then by the time it came out, I was kind of like, oh, Nine Inch Nails, that's right. And I was like, oh, a giant double album. And I'm sure I listened to a few of the songs, like the singles and stuff, but they didn't really grab me. So I never spent any time with this album at all. So I, you know, obviously listened to the song in preparation. And it's um it's interesting because it's it's um you know, I, I'm not super familiar with all the, the the whole catalog, but from from my sort of limited perspective of Nine Inch Nails, it's it, it has those like sort of hallmarks of Nine Inch Nails, um, mm-hmm. uh, the sort of like you know in you know industrial sound, the sort of like 
deliberately dirty and and sharp and clattery stuff. Um, Broken instrument sounding. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just uh, abrasiveness sort of composed together to to work together, which which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. it, but what I what I it also you're right. It, it's 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 more pop than anything on um on a, on a, I would say the downward spiral for sure. Um, and it's not quite as, um, sort of like aggro as the pretty hate machine, you know? Yeah. But like, it, it's very pop while being like, it, it's like he wanted to write like this pop song out of like really dissonant pieces, um, really weird stuff. So, and what I think is great about the song is, how the layering it's, it's, it's really sort of thickly layered from the beginning, you know, with the mm-hmm. percussion and, and the sort of, you know, sort of a harmonic construction. And then it just sort of like keeps adding more layers as the song goes on. Um, and you're right. It does kind of feel like a single uh, weirdly, even though, you know, if you just took like a five second clip of it, you'd be like, this is, this is super weird. Um, but I, I liked the song. Um, I, I, I thought it, I thought it was good. It's hard for me to put it in context of the album because I just don't know the album at all. Um, yeah. But um, how, how do you feel like it fits in with with the other with with the sonic feel of of the rest of the album, Zach? Uh, it, it fits pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of up and ups and downs, and that's one of the things I really like about that album is how you know it it feels like a journey, uh, it, it, and and different journeys for the different discs. So the first disc has sort of a a, a kind of a more um, in your face aggro, like you said, type of uh, type of feel to it, and then the second disc is a little bit more subdued. Um, there's still some of some of it there. Um, it, it's interesting because I, I thought the uh, the Starfuckers Incorporated song was was a uh, a single as well. Oh, I think it was in a movie. Yeah, and oh. I distinctly remember the yeah. uh, a video with um, Marilyn Manson being in mm. it as well. So that aged well. I'm not I'm not sure if maybe my uh, data on the on the singles was fully correct, but um. Because you'd think that there would be more than just three singles from from a double album like that. Uh, I just uh, I just looked it up on Wikipedia here, Zach, just to supplement yeah. what you're saying. And apparently, and I don't know what this distinction is here, but Starfuckers was in a promotional single outside okay. of the other three singles. So I, I don't know what the, maybe that was just passed around before the album came <laughs> out and they made a video. And then they officially released the three or I think it was the last thing because usually a lot of a lot of times the uh, the last single is just promo only like they're just sort of like throwing it out there as a uh, Mm. here's something to kind of, uh, you know, finish off this uh, this album cycle or whatever. Um, It's really weird how the how the music business works. Yeah, Um, it's kind of strange how they fell apart as soon as technology changed. (laughs) it's as if their base model was completely broken yeah yeah, from the yeah. Beginning. <laughs> yeah it's 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 built on built on completely obsolete you know practices but then they want to yeah. keep it the same because you know change is bad which you know coming from me is a it's pretty funny but no I, and i remember <laughs> Starfuckers really well um i remember that video i remember the song and i remember being like this feels like a slight step down from the nine inch nails that i know 
I like this song more than Starfuckers, personally. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to say Starfuckers as much as possible I, here. I so would like there you to, go. Yeah, I was just going to say that I would like to say Starfuckers just so that I have also said Starfuckers yes. on this podcast. So, Excellent. Starfuckers. We're, Excellent. We're earning our explicit rating on <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> gather gather yeah. the children around. It's time to talk about Starfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make sure make sure you tick Made for Children if this ever gets yes. YouTube. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, and there are other songs on this second disc that, that could have easily been singled as well there's another one called please that always struck me as very poppy and very um you know verse course verse like uh catchy type of thing um but yeah as the way you're saying like sonically um yeah it definitely fits in uh there's there's a there's a really good cohesion amongst all the songs whether whether it's more ambient type of stuff or instrumental stuff and then you know the more um uh, agro and industrial stuff or the more poppy flavored stuff. Um, but it all, it all works together really well. And I, and I do love, like, especially on this song, I do love the, that, that beat, how it has that almost like frog croaking sound. Um, in, I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but it's it's just that mm-hmm. it's throughout the whole thing. And if if you if you do pick up on it, it, it can be kind of annoying because you're like focusing on that only. <laughs> um, it's just like that wow wow type mm-hmm. of thing in the background. But uh, but I, I do really like how the beat is is kind of uh, in your face, and then there's a lot more to more. Uh, minimalistic uh, instrumentation like with the keyboards like the subtleties with the keyboards and and the acoustic guitar like he uh, he i think picked specifically maybe um like a nylon acoustic guitar or something um it it has a very interesting tonal quality and it's and it's definitely present in a lot of the songs on on the fragile um this this acoustic guitar sound um and and it, you don't always pick up on it right away but it's definitely there um and that's one thing i really like about it 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 adds that cohesion because that that same type of uh acoustic tonality shows up all over the place throughout the album um but uh but yeah i've i've always really liked this one and uh and listening to the album through multiple times it 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 kind of stood out amongst the rest of them and uh and I, and I kind of, you know, they, they actually play it at concerts quite a bit. Um, mm. it, it hits the rotation quite a bit. So cool. Yeah. He must, he must like it too. Yeah. It was my hope in doing this, this, uh, this episode that, you know, would get, gain a little bit more exposure that more people would kind of find out about it and, and be able to enjoy it if they like this type of music. But I would also say that, uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails is very, while they do have that sort of industrial sound, they're, they're not um i wouldn't pigeonhole them with that like the sound of of uh pretty hate machine and broken and uh the downward spiral that with the fragile it started to lose some of that and Mm -hmm. went in a different direction and then it kind of came back a little bit with with teeth and then it sort of went went away again with some of their later albums so um it's uh uh, you know, maybe it warrant a uh, ride or die or or more deep dive into some of their albums. But yeah, um, I was just yeah, gonna suggest it's them. A, yeah, that's it's a band that I there's a point at which I checked out on. Um, and uh, I think I mean this song made me think. Oh well, you know maybe maybe there's more in there in the fragile form yet. Wasn't one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. Didn't like make me think. Oh, this is amazing. But I thought this is pretty good. You know, I this this would be an, a, a cool option to listen to uh, for sure. And I I do think. As you mentioned, it pivoting slightly away from from uh, industrial. There was more like electronica, like in the in the sort of yeah. layering 
Um, and mm-hmm. it was like, it was more about like how, like the dense sort of mix of t- sounds than about like the deliberately abrasive and, you know, metallic and clangy type type sound that I, I, as a non-expert in industrial associate with industrial. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, well up, up next week, we've got a Tom Petty song from the album, uh, into the great white open. It's the song two gunslingers. So look for that one. All right. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 